When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Welcome to Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Insider. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Foot race. It's over, baby. Pressure hit. And now, ball comes out. Did you think that was going? No way. No way. He's taking it to the house. Crossover to the bucket. 4-2. And Oregon wins it. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions. Goes inside. Right hand. With seven, three out top. is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Now, here's your host, Joey Mack. Hello, everybody, and a happy Monday to you across the Oregon Sports Network. Joey Mack here with you. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMackUO. A busy show today recapping a intense game between Oregon and Cal. We'll tell you about that. Some news about women's basketball. Some great news about women's basketball. Well, we've got a kickoff time for Oregon and Washington. We've got a Pac-12 Defensive Lineman of the Week. We also have uh, some highlights to tell you about from Oregon and Cal, and as well as recapping the entire weekend in Oregon Athletics that saw both Diamonds teams scrimmaging. We had soccer over the weekend. Volleyball was at home. And speaking of volleyball, head coach Matt Ulmer, Oregon volleyball head coach, is going to join us coming up in a little while. And Mario Cristobal's entire press conference. He talked for about 18 minutes, giving some injury updates. And for those of you who are with us at the start of the show, we're going to go through some of the big 
big news and notes before we hear from Coach Cristobal, who did confirm, unfortunately, that Gus Cumberlander will be out for the season. I got to tell you guys, that just sucks. Gus Cumberlander, that's a guy who worked his rear off, made his way to the top of the depth chart, and then gets hurt in the Pac-12 home opener in his senior year. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Injuries are the worst part of sports. It's the only thing that I hate more than – nope, it's what I hate the most about sports. I was going to say something, and I no, I changed my mind. I hate nothing more than injuries in sports. Uh, I just feel for Gus Cumberlander, thinking about him, man, thinking about him. He will be done for the season. Uh, more updates from Mario Cristobal coming up in just a moment, so stick with us. We've got a kickoff time, ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on Friday, but then when the Ducks – are at Washington, 12.30 on ABC. It's the big afternoon game around the Pac-12. The big ABC, 12.30 kickoff in Seattle next Saturday, Oregon and Washington. I'm looking forward to it. However, some bad news for those of us here on Duck Insider. We've always joked about our robot overlords on the show and how like if a computer was picking it would probably do really well so instead in our duck insider picks you know what we decided to do like oh we'll flip a coin like that's a good idea right maybe we'll occasionally have a guest picker well the coin picked stanford and uh the coin also picked arizona you know who didn't neither me nor georgie nor jerry the coin is currently up two games in our Pac-12 picks. The coin is up two games. We are literally worse than a 50-50 coin flip in our Duck Insider picks. Okay, now granted, Jeff Schwartz was a guest picker. Kelly Graves was a guest picker. Scott Phillips, our video director, has been a guest picker. The coin did better than all of them one week. Yeah, the coin went 9-2 and two one week. A 50-50 flip, the coin, went 9-2. and two. I, I think we have to outlaw the coin. I'm just, bothers me. Bothers me. Kayvon Thibodeau for the Ducks has been named the Pac-12 Defensive Lineman of the Week. He had two sacks on Saturday. I talked with him on the post-game show post-game. For those of you who were driving home, it was pretty cool talking with him just about how he's developed so far this season, and I think you're going to see a lot more of him, particularly with Gus Cumberlander out for the year. I do think that you're going to see a lot more of him. I see a bunch of people commenting on the Facebook stream about the atmosphere at Autzen Stadium. Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? You could just feel the buzz of having all the students back for classes. It was awesome at Autzen Stadium. It was outstanding. Uh, elsewhere, uh, yeah, thank you, Alex. He says, well, Joey, you said Stanford had a 0% chance of winning. <sighs> I'm aware. Thank you for that. I am not an expert. I'm very clear about that. Uh, James Hathaway, hey, Joey, so does Cyrus Bibilicchio get credited with a tackle for the takedown of the fool who ran on the field on Saturday? Okay, look, um, it is the – just good practice across the radio network. Those guys running the video board in venue. You just don't show knuckleheads like that. It just gets in the way of the game. Um, I don't think that Cyrus in the box score will be credited with a tackle, but in our own minds and loving hearts, Cyrus Bibilicchio ta- credited with the tackle of the game, in my opinion. Yeah, he let up, though. There was no malicious intent, guys. I don't want anybody to think that there was. He just said, hey, enough is enough. we got to prepare for our football game. And it was basically a citizen's arrest in that regard, 
right? Uh, some more of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, I think that this game, there were a lot of lessons to be learned from the Ducks. Before we talk about some of those lessons, Oregon women's basketball has been picked to repeat as Pac-12 champs. New uniforms also unveiled today. Head to the GoDuck social media channels. Third straight year that the Ducks have been the preseason pick to win the Pac-12 for Kelly Graves and company, and they have taken home titles in each of the last two seasons. Pretty good. Pac-12 media days are going on for women's basketball and men's basketball today and tomorrow. The Pac-12 conference announced also that it will keep its men's and women's college basketball tournaments in Las Vegas through 2022. Viva Las Vegas, baby. Men will continue to play at T-Mobile Arena while the women will be at Mandalay Bay Events Center. It's an awesome deal. Um, Just an absolutely awesome venue for the T-Mobile Arena. I have not been to the Mandalay Bay Events Center. I've heard good things. I think it's awesome. Make it a destination. Make the tournament a destination in March. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, So the women, though, hoping for a regular season title and a tournament title. That'd be huge for Oregon women's basketball. The Ducks, third straight year, and they've taken home titles in each of the last two seasons. Pretty impressive. Uh, The men's, all the men's preseason polls and all those kinds of things will come out tomorrow. So come on back. We're going to talk with you more about that for you basketball fans. Let's hope that the Ducks also, uh, with this short week, have everybody healthy and ready to go. The adjustment to the schedule for Oregon football. The Ducks did practice today. Normally, Monday is an off day. With that adjustment, the Ducks, instead of going full pads like they would in their usual, quote-unquote, Tuesday practice, Oregon was actually in shells and helmets today. Physical toll is taken, and when you don't have that off day, normally a Monday to recover... Well, that's why the Ducks were in shells and just helmets today. So no off day for Oregon this week. Instead, everything slides up a day. So the Ducks, their usual Tuesday practice today, tomorrow is a Wednesday practice, and et cetera, et cetera, if you follow along. There were a lot of highlights in this game. I think that what you're going to see more and more of moving forward is that solid run game from the Ducks. I'll tell you, early on, it sure looked like Oregon had the run game going, didn't it? Jake Hansen coming back, C.J. Verdell coming back, and coming back strong. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that penalty on Johnny Johnson that led to the interception, which was Justin Herbert's first of the season, it really kind of it felt like took a rope and it pulled the feet together of the Oregon collective run game, and they just kind of fell. Well, in that way of thinking... Ducks didn't finish a drive. That was the big takeaway, I thought, from Mario Cristobal when I talked to him at halftime. And Cal responded with two great catches on what I thought Devon Monster just heave throws. Um, Responded. It was 7-0. And another turnover, twice inside the 10 early on for the Ducks, that they got inside the 10 and had two turnovers. Well, things with Oregon shooting themselves in the foot, I thought that the second half got a lot better. The halftime conversation Coach Cristobal said was a real one. It was a uh, make-no-bones-about-it kind of conversation, as you can only imagine Coach Cristobal brings to the table. I thought, though, that Oregon came out, responded well. Call of the game this week, uh, Jalen Red really, I thought, sealed it away, and it was an impressive, impressive call. Finish. Second and a yard. Back to throw, swing pass, and touchdown, Jalen Red. Fake it to the right. Come back to the left. What a play call. So a couple things there. 
uh, in our call of the game. It wasn't just that Jerry nailed the call and Jorgie said, hey, you got to finish. This is where you do it. The broadcast call was great, but how about the play call? Look, I, I see a lot of people always asking me, like, you got to change things. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. That was a great play call. That was an awesome play call, and the Ducks executed it perfectly. Uh, Jalen Red with the touchdown. That play also extended Justin Herbert's streak of touchdown passes in a game. 33 straight games with a touchdown pass for Justin Herbert. Now that is the longest streak in the nation. Um, so, look, was it? Difficult? Yes. Is the Pac-12 going to be difficult? Yes. Is Oregon's defense still really good? 100% yes. The offense did everything that the offense needed to do, despite turning the ball over three times to win the game, and boy did the defense play exceptionally well. The touchdown streak came to an end at three games and 39 drives for the Oregon defense, which is still incredible. But get this, it's the first time since 1960 that the Ducks have allowed single digits in four straight games. This is a historic run that Oregon's defense is on. Absolutely historic run that Oregon's defense is on. Some other notes, uh, I don't know if anybody noticed this unless you were in the venue. Um, our director today, Hope, was probably in the student section when this happened. The duck literally rafted up the student section, guys. Like, blew up a boat, like a raft, jumped into it at the bottom of the student section, and rode the student section in a raft all the way to the top of the stairs. I got to tell you, I was fixated on this. There were two times where I was like, oh, boy, he's going to fall. Oh, no. But he made it. It was awesome. It was absolutely Awesome seeing the duck uh, literally rafting the student section. Those of you who were there and those of you who had a hand in not having the duck fall, thank you. Oh, that would have been devastating for all of us. That was great, though. Just having a lot of fun with it. I got a real kick out of it. All right, and again, if you're just joining us, we really feel for Gus Cumberlander. We're going to hear from Mario Cristobal coming up after this. He talked about the injury to Gus Cumberlander and now who steps up in that spot. Just feel for him, though, man. Senior has worked his tail off. Stinks that he's going to miss the rest of the season. When we come back, Mario Cristobal. I'll use this time out to catch up on some of your Facebook comments and questions. I see a lot of them. Thanks for the interaction. I always appreciate it. It makes the show a lot more fun when I can keep up with your Facebook comments and questions. We'll answer those when we come back and hear from Coach Cristobal after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. The game clock is winding down, and so is that plate of piping hot steak nachos. Your eyes are on the last play, but they're also on that last chip, piled high with succulent steak, lending its deep flavor to all the fixins. Just as you reach in, so does your buddy. Game on. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by the Ranchers and Farmers of Oregon and the Beef Checkoff. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College.
To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness, helping themselves and helping each other with friends, family, and community lending their strength and support. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, answering some of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, I saw one asking about Darian Felix and why he was involved more. Coach said he was a little dinged up, looked good today at practice. Coach Cristobal will hear from him in just a moment from his weekly press conference. Uh, Chris was asking, why does it seem like our defense gets tired in the second half, even while rotating guys? I'm not sure. I haven't seen that, to be honest, uh, especially because Oregon allowed a touchdown in the first quarter and then shut Cal out after that. Um, I don't know. I, I would need to – I guess I, I haven't noticed that. I haven't. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I saw somebody asking to – oh, this is something that I should have mentioned earlier. Juwan Johnson, Micah Pittman, Brendan Schooler, all back, all made plays. Micah Pittman's first catch was a difficult catch, wasn't it? And i got to tell you, when he had to go down to the ground, I was like, yeah. But everything was fine. It worked out. Made a great catch. Yeah, it was cool to see those guys back out there. And also, hey, this was pretty cool. You've probably heard coaches and broadcasters talk about, like, an educated fan base. Oregon's fan base, very educated inside of Autzen Stadium. Micah Pittman made the catch before Don Essig even identified that it was Micah Pittman. The crowd was like, oh, it's Micah, yeah! And then when Don Essig did identify, hey, Micah Pittman with the catch, it was like, whoa! Like, everybody was all excited. I mean... That's an educated fan base, so well done, Autzen Stadium. Really well done on that part. Uh, Leslie asking, how is Verdell? That is a good question. Mario Cristobal talked about that, which leads us to Mario Cristobal's press conference. Also on the injury front, our friend A.J. Jacobson was back with us. He's from Rivals. Uh, He covers Oregon, has for a long time, especially in the recruiting realm. Uh, He took a tough fall off of his roof, actually, a few weeks ago. We told you about it on the show. He was back in the press conference today, and it made Coach Cristobal happy to kick things off with his weekly press conference. Good to see you, buddy. All right. That's good. That's good stuff, man. Makes me happy. Um, obviously, um, looking forward to Friday night in Autzen. Um, shorter week, so right at it right away. And, uh, you know, looking uh, a lot of good things on Saturday. And of course, a couple of things we got to clean up, uh, but we played hard. Played tough. Um, some certainly some progress from some of the younger guys. Guys gaining more playing time, and guys playing with again more physicality, attention to detail. Um, Personnel-wise, uh, the receivers again. It was good to have them in there. You know, some of them were working out the rust a little bit and and working out uh, basically at the same rep count that they had during practice. So some got more reps than others. But we see them just getting back in their groove now and looking at them, and, and they should be ready to go and and be more a hundred percent like they have been before the, their injury. Um, aside from that, you know, Gus's injury is significant. He'll miss a season. 
Uh, unfortunately, he's uh, he's been such a huge part of what we've done so far, and, and our, our thoughts and prayers are with him. Um, aside from that, CJ had sprained his ankle, but he looked pretty good today, so we feel like he's going to be ready for Saturday. Um, and aside from that, I know David went down late, but there was just a like a a bruise, low back bruise, or something of that nature. That being said, open to questions. So you practiced today? We did. We okay. did. We just moved up the week. Um, and today is a typical Tuesday practice, tomorrow, typical Wednesday, and so on and so on. And um, you know, our players, you know, understand it. We explain it to them. Saturday this week will be their day off. You know, by by NCAA uh, legislation, you have to have one day off a week. It just We flip it a little bit so they get it on the back end. But it was. We were right to first and second down football, some third down stuff as well, some red zone. Um, and they did a really good job, you know, coming off a very physical game against a physical team. So proud of the way they work today and fully understanding and, and fully demanding the, of themselves, of each other, that we have to have great practices to play our best against an excellent football team coming into Autzen Stadium. I guess to clarify then, did CJ, you say practice today? Is CJ that... did. Okay. CJ practiced today, and he looked he looked pretty good. Looked a lot better than what I expected. You know, didn't know exactly what to think coming into today, so I feel good about him on Saturday. Coach, you went into the Cal game and we're looking to look for a better mesh between like the offensive line and the running backs, get your running game moving. After the game, how do you assess the progress you made? Yeah, tremendous progress. You know, I think a couple things play into it. Uh, we, we let them play. We let them play and, and ran, you know, a combination of things that allowed them um, to work not only on double teams, but good angles on man blocks. Uh, at the same time, running 74 plays, a little bit different than 50, 53 the week before. That certainly plays into it. And you see as as the game goes on and on, you know, you start to get more and more chunk plays in the running game and felt that uh, at times not only the offensive line, but also our defensive line did a great job against Cal in the run game. So I think the work against each other going good on good, it really paid off. And we saw a lot of progress and we, we expect to build on that. On the right, Ryan. Mario uh, Montez is one of those players who seems like he's been in the Pac-12 forever, won here in 2016. What are the challenges of facing him now that he's an experienced player? And also, uh, do you prepare for LaVisca Chenault just in case he goes as well? You have to prepare for all of them. I mean, they have shown that they're explosive. Regardless of who they put in there, they have um, explosive players, athletic guys that could stretch the field. And what I think does not get enough credit, not to harp more on offensive line play, but I think their offensive line is excellent. They're very well coached. They're tough. They're physical. Uh, they do a great job staying on those down linemen and working really good double teams. And when they're asked to man block, they do a good job as well. Their backs are big physical guys, and they've run the ball really well, and it's opened up a lot of stuff downfield for them. So you're looking at a quarterback that's got a ton of experience, had, has had great success here before as well. Um, and um, he's, he's complemented by some really, really good players and a really good scheme. So we, uh, we know that we have to be our, at our best to play the type of game that we want to play on, on Friday night. Yeah, Coach, a general question about the passing game. No passer is going to be 1,000% hit every target that's open. So after, a, after you review the, the tape, mm -hmm. what's a general amount of uh, percentage that a quarterback will hit his open targets? I mean, I, the only one I can think of is Jawan Johnson over the middle is <clears throat> wide open, and I assume that he probably should have thrown it to him. But what's a good percentage, and how did Justin do? overall and hitting the guys that were open sure well we like to relate to both the practice and 
to game day. If your passing game is, is hitting on all cylinders in practice, you want to be above 85%. Knowing that come game time, that's going to be knocked down 10, 12, even 15%. And if you get over that, you feel pretty good about it. Now, the passing game has changed a lot over the last, what, 10, 12 years, the uh, advent of the RPO, right? All these passes behind the line of scrimmage certainly are different than back in the day when guys would have a 66% completion percentage by throwing the ball down the field. So you certainly want to be above 70. Um, and we feel that, uh, no, Justin's playing at a high level. I think if you ask Justin, he's always going to be really critical of himself. He'll want plays back, but we really feel he's playing at a high level. Ready, James? Mario had a couple, but you have a really weird third down pass defense splits on some of the third and shorts and even third and medium, seven and nine, you lead the country, but at third and 10 plus, there's no bigger disconnect of a top 20 pass defense than you guys. Is there, are they out of phase? Is it that you're not playing press man as much because it's, you know, you're off in cushion. So is it just something that technique wise has to be corrected or is it because it's, well, it's third and long. So there's not as much mental pressure. What's the, no, I think the couple of times that we've got uh, where we gave up a conversion, one was a miscommunication on actual coverage and the other one was a miscommunication on technique. Preston, we were supposed to be bailing and the vice versa. So, um, and that being said, it's tied into the types of pressures that you bring. Um, it ties into matchups as well. Guys have made some pretty good plays against us also. So I think you'll see that number get better and better as the season goes on. You'd like to think that that's always going to be your best number, right? So, uh, no, I think we'll be trending in the right direction. Javon uh, Holland has been, you know, solid all season, very consistent, had another good game Saturday. I think he had, he had the interception, and I think he tipped the one to, to Troy. Um, just talk about the luxury of having a player like that, not just defensively, but uh, special teams also. Um, well, I'd say he's, I would even say he's more than solid. I think he's an exceptional player, an exceptional leader. He's extremely intelligent and hardworking, and he commands the respect of the locker room, his teammates. I think he commands the respect of our opponents as well because of his ability to make things happen, to lead, uh, to make plays in critical situations, to go ahead and win the contested ball, to be able to read in and read out of stuff just instantaneously as it relates to the mesh with a running back, as it relates to a particular route pattern and the, the coverage that you know, we have called. So, no, he's a, he's a special guy, and his intangibles – make him just as special as all the physical attributes that he has. He's a, he's a real deal. You know, competitor and human being, we're thrilled to have him. With your offense and the lack of explosion plays, you're, I think, 11th in the conference for plays of 20 or more. But you're on pace for the most 10 yards or more plays since 2015. How close do you feel like you guys are from ripping off those those explosion plays, and I guess what's preventing you from from finishing it? Yeah, you know, we're. If, I feel like we're we're either getting tackled, sometimes tripped up in that eleven to fifteen um, yard range. And um, but now, to me, you know, it doesn't frustrate me. I just, I think we all know that when you have an explosive play, your ability, your percentages on scoring touchdowns on those particular drives go up exponentially. So. It is a huge goal of ours. You know, we've got to continue to improve every part about it from, uh, I would say, the distribution of the route pattern to the downfield blocking that goes with it, uh, continue finding formations that might create some more open space. And sometimes you just, 
you know, got to make a guy miss and got to make a play. So, but it's it's certainly trending in the right direction. We feel that way because of the ten plus yard plays that we've had. But um, I'm with you 100. percent We want to make those 20 plus, and certainly that'll make drives a lot more successful. Last time you played Colorado a couple years ago, it was a, a tough loss for the program. Does that get mentioned at all in the locker room as you prepare for Friday? Oh, absolutely. I think you have to have awareness of what happened the last time you know Colorado visited you know Watson Stadium. They played a heck of a game. And, and look, I watched these guys on tape thoroughly. I know Mel Tucker really well. We go back. We're colleagues. It's a tough football team that's really ten points away from from being undefeated and having you know a ranking in the top twenty-five somewhere. So we're fully aware of what they bring to the table and the fact that they they have gone into packed stadiums before and have found ways to win. So tremendous amount of respect for them, and that's why we have to continue to be at our very best comes come Friday. Coach, it seems like uh, turnovers and preventing turnovers has been a point of emphasis in your practices since you've been here. And yet sometimes in some games, they it's an issue like it was this last game. Yep. Do you try to reemphasize it even more than you already do? And how, how can you possibly do that? Or how do you respond to the games where it's an issue like that? Yeah, I, I tell you what, that was a, it was a tough one to swallow because for, for so many games, we hadn't turned the ball over at all. And we were great in terms of penalties. And it, uh, it really showed itself in the first half. And I mean, you sit there and you try to think, well, what led to this? And it really is, uh, you gotta, I got to stop myself from trying to find a reason, except got to do it better, got to coach it better, got to emphasize it more. Because one thing we've noticed with our guys, and I guess human nature in general, whatever you emphasize, you're going to get. And um, I, I like what you said. We've got to emphasize it and detail not only the correction, but the drilling of the actual ball security part, right? Of the eye discipline part, the discipline with hands as well as angles, right? Um, example like Dallas's penalty, man, that's that's a hard one to correct because for how many years have you taught linemen on screen passes go like a scalded dog, right? And get out there and, and put your body in place to have a you know a, a good block and a good collision. And now you know, I mean, unbeknownst to Dallas, he his head came down a little bit, and all of a sudden there's a head to head and. And there's a penalty. So um, all those things, I think, are part of correction and getting better. And it's been, uh, I mean, from the moment we were in the locker room after the game, it was already a huge point of emphasis. And it was talked amongst the players as much as anything else. So we know and we feel like they know that it's it's a huge part of our DNA. we got to get better. Ryan, on the right. For the most part, since they joined the Pac-12, Colorado struggled. But like you said, you know, Mel, Mel, from your background in the SEC, what does he bring to that program that, that you think could get it started again? Well, it's, at, you, when you watch his team play, you see his personality. Uh, he's an extremely you know, smart guy that has always had his units play with a lot of toughness and physicality. Uh, there's certainly multiple on defense. They disguise their coverages really well. Um, you know, offensively, they've been good, but they continue to get better and better because they make a ton of explosive plays. And there's absolutely no flinching by that team. That team has won some really close games and some tough places. And, um, and their losses have been real close and real tough ones, similar to ours early in the season. So now uh, you see, you see his, you know, his image, his DNA, and the way his team is playing. All right, on the kicking game, Camden makes one of two. Obviously, the first one was a longer distance, but... Is there at any point a level of concern? I understand this is a freshman, but mm -hmm. nevertheless, there's no correcting a technique here. Either you make a kick or you don't. I mean, it's, just, it's an either-or kind of proposition, and clearly he's going to be around a while. 
But at the same time, if you're facing a tough decision, if it's fourth and short inside the 30, mm -hmm. what do you do? Because your fourth and short numbers are about a 50-50 proposition. And right now your kicker is about a 50-50 proposition. What do you do in that scenario? You want me to call fourth and two right now? You want the play? Is that what you're asking for? Well, I think two things. Number one, um, Cam, you know, the, the one that he missed, the way that one was kicking, I think that's one I'd, I'd like to have back. But that's a tough decision, too, because it's not fourth and two. It's fourth and eight. That's a, that's a good long ways. And he's been kicking really good. And you saw the, the next one that he made. He split the uprights perfectly, you know, like he's capable of. And like, for example, today in practice, he was excellent as well. And we put him in tough situations just about every day. Then we give his leg a couple of days to rest. So. We do, and the team has a lot of confidence in Cam because of what he's doing. I mean, the guy's a, he's a working just stud. He gets after it all the time. In terms of our fourth down numbers, yeah, we'd like to improve that. Um, there's no hesitation uh, from us in terms of going for it on fourth down as it relates to when to kick and when to go for it. You know, it's, it'll depend what exactly is the situation, the game, the circumstances. In the middle, Jerry? Yeah, I think... Even before CJ went down, some people asking me, how about Darian Felix? Uh, what's, I think when he did go down, we kind of expected, you know, I mean, Cyrus to get in too, but is there anything about what's going on with Darian with his speed and kind of people were asking me, why, why wasn't he playing? So I'm just asking you. No, it's a good question. It's a good question. He was nicked up a little bit, not too bad, but, and that has not held him from playing because he played some special teams as well. Um, he is really looking good now, looked great today, so we can expect to see more of him. And then Cyrus has played well, has practiced well, has done a lot of good things for a while. He's a bigger back. He gives a little bit of a different look, right, almost like a uh, you, know, you got your fastball guys and you got your guys that can get in there and pound it a little bit, and he did that for us. So we, we feel confident in all those guys. Front left, Matt. Statistically speaking, Colorado's the best offense you will have faced to date. Just kind of what have you seen from this group, even though they've had injuries across the board, and just kind of what, what's your thoughts going into a game where this might be the best offense you've faced all year? They just do it in so many different ways. I mean, they, they pound the ball. They get in the gun under center and the pistol. Um, they'll get an inside zone type formations with, you know, a Y and a wing on the backside. Next thing you know, there's speed motion or fly motion. There's speed sweep going out the other way. You know they're really fast, and teams know they're really fast, but they still run by teams, you know, and um, and it's just not the guys that have been there for a long time. They've got some young players that do that as well. They mix up their tempos extremely well. Uh, they're very multiple as well in their run schemes. It's not just inside zone. I mean, they'll, they'll run some counter. They'll run some stretch. Um, they're hard to defend, and their quarterback obviously is a guy with a ton of experience. He, extend play, he extends plays, makes plays with his feet, um, keeps his eyes downfield. It's just a, it's one of those offenses with a lot of experience, uh, a great scheme, um, multiple formations, and varied tempo. So you've got to be at your best. You've got to have a good plan that you can execute and communicate quickly and get your feet in place and your eyes on the right stuff and go execute. James, on the right. Looking for a personnel update, Mario. I don't think I saw J.J. Tucker on the sideline Saturday. What's his status? And, well, that's part one. What, what deal with his status? Sure. Yeah, J.J. will not be part of our team. Okay. 
and with him and then Justin Johnson's medical retirement, that would leave on paper two open. Mm -hmm. You obviously dealt with Devin before with the one you had open from Adam. Sure. You have numerous walk-ons who have been on scholarship before. Have you made a determination as to what you'll do with these two open scholarships? Well, the first thing we have to do is wait on compliance's interpretation on how you can use them because it's, um, it's a little bit of a different dynamic when school starts or when camp starts they still have to get a true interp on how you can actually use those scholarships, where they can be used as initials, where they can be used for returning players. So once we get that information, then we'll be able to make a decision and get that information to you. Yeah, do you have a policy on when a player like Johnny has an unsportsmanlike conduct? Uh, do you kind of go by maybe the ref was too picky or maybe it was valid or – I mean, I was kind of expecting maybe he wouldn't see any action until the second half or something. I mean, how, is there any kind of policy on that? Or At times, and we're going to yank him right away, find out what's up, and get into him pretty good and um, see exactly where it's at and go with a feel from there. Feel like the player's got his head together and you can trust him to go back in and do right. I think you do so. I think if a player cannot control himself and now he's a repeat offender, that's a different deal. And now he's got to sit, you know, and sometimes the bench is your best ally as a coach, right? Um, didn't feel that was the case with him. Felt that he had it together. I felt that uh, he and maybe a couple of us were pressing. You know, we want to get out there. We were anxious. We wanted to play, and got a little bit uh, got a little bit carried away on a play. And I think he knows better. And I think his care factor is deep and huge. So let one when rolled with it. Let him play. That's Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, meeting with the media. I thought that was an interesting question, talking about how do you handle that sort of discipline on the sideline. Uh, that was a really great answer from Coach Cristobal as well. Coming up, your Cafe M two minute drill, and also, hey. Matt Ulmer's here, head coach Oregon Volleyball. He thought he could sneak in. He doesn't do anything quietly. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Every great community has its own rhythm. And beat by beat, note by note, when you bank at On Point Community Credit Union, you play your part. Because On Point is about more than great banking. From financial education to supporting local schools, we invest our time, money, and energy to partner with local organizations that foster health and knowledge for everyone who calls this place home. And together, there's nothing we can't do. So join in. We're On Point Community Credit Union. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. 
Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. More coming up, talking Oregon football. But the head coach of Oregon Volleyball is here, Matt Ulmer, the head coach of Oregon Volleyball. Okay, normally we would do our fist bump handshake. Instead, we're going to go elbows today. I'm fighting a cold. I uh, don't want the head coach of the Oregon Volleyball team to get sick. Thanks for understanding. Uh, how are you? You look great, even though you're not feeling great. Thanks. It's you amazing know? how you can pull that off. It, it, Chris great is makeup. Here, yeah. Chris is sitting here from the video department, and he was like, God, you sound awful. Oh, and then it was like, oh, God, that's what every broadcaster wants to hear. Thanks, Chris. And then it was like, well, no, you sound good on the air. It's okay. Like, it's Pickle fine. juice. You know, it's funny. Like Pickle juice. There's, uh, are you really do that? Like I you do. drink pickle juice? Yeah, it works. You drink it every day? No. Oh, okay. Just only when, when I feel sick. like a cold or something. All right. So like Hope and Ruby are running the show today. Are Some of our intern extraordinaires, they've been telling me that like, hey, you need to take care, better care of yourself. You need preventative measures. Mm-hmm. I pounded emergency on... Friday, yeah, like one day, yeah. Well, and you then we had a football game. That was it. And then you know I was at volleyball on Friday. Yeah, thanks. And thanks then for being there. Yeah, and then like yeah. Saturday was a busy day. We had volleyball. I was at baseball too. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so you don't have to take care of yourself. But what I was getting at is like you know it's very frowned upon. Like you're not supposed to be like any level of intoxicated, right? When you do a show or a broadcast, and they always say like don't operate heavy machinery when you take these medicines, like all this stuff. Oh, I was like, I feel like this just took a turn. I mean, but you take like your Dayquils of the world, right? I mean, right. it's kind of the same thing, right? That's what makes you think that you feel better, but even though you feel terrible, pickle juice. So you're just you, really I'm telling you, you're just pickle juice all the day. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. I actually have dill pickles fix. in my fridge. I'm gonna go home and chug drink it. the juice. There you go. Okay. Uh, there will be a, a video of this later, and it is courtesy of Oregon Volleyball head coach Matt Olmer. See, I actually like the taste, too, so for me it's easy. I like pickles. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, like, I've never really, like, consumed pickle juice. Yeah. But I like pickles. Go for it. Um, yeah. It, it's 24 Shane, hours. And Shane is even joking here on the Facebook stream, and this is what I was thinking when you said pickle juice. He's like, pickle juice is good for multiple things. See? Yeah, I mean, I get I it. Don't know what, I don't know what that means. There's but, electrolytes. There's uh, sodium. <laughs> You know, there's just a lot of things. Um, all right, this really got off the rails quickly. Pickle juice. Um, big weekend, Try it. Uh, I know, for you guys. And unfortunately, coming up short on a couple of matches. But yeah. can we just go back to the first set against Stanford and just end the weekend there? No. Oh. No, but we could start it there. Okay, let's start it there. It was probably it was the one good set we played all weekend. Yeah. So one good set, six bad sets. Not very fun. Not 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 good. Uh yeah, I mean, I I really liked how we came out against Stanford. I thought we looked good. Um, a lot of things, uh, we did a lot of things well. And then crowd. we just oh, our crowds have been great. Yes, and that's a stay with us, crowd. Stay with us. We're learning. We're growing. You know, but how you guys are doing is so great. The atmosphere is awesome. Um, and you know, it's just we're, we've been working so hard so that it, you know we give you a good product that you want to cheer for. And we have a great group. Uh, we're just. We're just we're learning, and it's a hard process. So, uh, and we're playing great teams. You know, you're playing yeah. Stanford, you're playing Cal. So you try not to beat yourself up too bad. And, and Cal, Cal played great. I think Cal actually took it to us worse than any team so far this year. They they really brought it. And really, super. They looked very confident. They looked very. Um, very Is that mature. kind of a situation where a team coming into a 
a road venue can kind of, for lack of a better phrase, you can kind of smell the blood of the water a little bit. Totally. Like, like I mean, you I guys think had a tough game. Yeah. You, know, you know what yeah. I'm getting at? Yeah, I think Stanford did. Um, after the first set, they started. They just picked up their serving. After the second set, and got, I thought they got really aggressive, and uh, we didn't respond well. And then you could just see that confidence grow in them, and they felt like, oh, we have that. And they were able to just kind of pick us apart a little bit. And then we kind of fall apart, and we really doubt ourselves. And yeah, It's kind of the same story we've been having. Um, and so for us, we just have to continue to just do our job. I know I sound like a broken record, but there really is no other way around it. We have to continue to learn. We have to continue to grow and uh, and just execute better um, and handle stress better. You know, um, you know when we were playing the – the good teams in our country, they are able to put a lot of pressure and stress on you with what they're able to do, and we just need to be able to handle that and respond better. You know, it's interesting. I've heard coaches before talk about how sometimes it's easier to learn from a loss because you're kind of forced to learn than it is to learn from a win. But for a young team, confidence is always a question, right? I mean, it's sometimes it's easier to learn when you're winning, isn't it? I mean, it seems like that's got to be kind of where you guys are at. Like, you you just haven't had something go right in a while, and you have a young team that's kind of like, dude, when's something going to go our way? Yeah, I feel like when you're winning, you just you think you have it. Okay, you know? so it's, it's like what we're doing is working, you know. So we just keep going. Um, I think you can fall into that trap, um, and then when you're losing, you can fall into the trap of I'm not good. Yeah, right. It's which, one or the other, which is hilarious. And I try, you know, again, I try to get this message across: like you're at Oregon because you're good, you know, because you have a lot to give. I'm coaching in Oregon because I'm good, because I have a lot to give, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And right now, we're just going through a rough stretch, yeah. where right now we're doubting ourselves, and we have to do a better job of not going there emotionally. Again, you go back and watch film, and it's just we are just not controlling our controllables well at all. Sure. Um, and so whatever goes into that, we need to be able to handle that better. We need to be able to execute better and keep our mind and focus on what we're supposed to do better. Um, you know, Cal did a nice job. Sanford did a nice job. But we just – so many wounds were so self-inflicted. Um, so we have to do a better job of that. And so getting back into practice tomorrow and watching film and really taking those things to heart and continue to grow from that. And, um, you know, then we get a chance against Washington State and Washington. So, right. um, you know, that's that's where we're at. Again, I think – you know, with with youth, you know, or with lack of experience, um, you know, you're just you're you go on that roller coaster, and so right now, um, you know, we're at the bottom of that, and it reminds me really of last year. Uh, I think it's the same exact weekend that we lost Arizona and Arizona State really bad. Arizona State last year was just like how Cal was for us this year, um, and we we responded well from that um, and grew so much from that, even though it was like the worst day I think I've ever had coaching when we lost to Arizona state last year. And Cal felt similar to that yesterday. You just feel like nothing good is going to happen. You can't remember winning. You can't remember feeling good. Um, and so we just have to fight that feeling, you know, and we have to go back and, and focus on the things that we're doing well. And then the things that we can do better and just, and get back on that train. He's Matt Ulmer, head coach, Oregon volleyball. You know, Tammy brings up a great point here. Tammy, what do you say? Great point. Love Tammy. Maybe coach needs to go back to socks and sandals. Oh, if I thought about that away. as I was walking over here. I was like, you know what? That could be. Boy. That could be it. That could be it. You know, the Pegasus are nice though. They're nice. Those are, those are some good-looking shoes. They're comfortable. But you're right. Tammy. Tammy brings up an interesting point. It's been a couple weeks since Tammy. we've seen socks and sandals in the studio. Tammy, I think you're onto something. Yeah. In all seriousness, next though, next week, Tammy. How about how about the injuries to your squad? I mean, I, I was talking about it earlier with Kevin. Yeah. Like injuries suck. Yeah, you guys are a little thinner than you were even a few yeah. weeks ago, yeah. right? Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, uh, you know, we don't like you don't want to make excuses, sure. right? And and there's so many things that we can do better right now, and um, and that's where we have to be. Yep, injuries suck. It sucks for team morale. Yeah. You know, you know when when you got four or five people on the bench that are not able to do. Even our manager 
our manager tore her meniscus. Even our manager. No kidding. It has nothing to do with, with us, like, out on her own. It's like, what? You know, that's like... They the, need to all drink more pickle juice. You know? That's like the epitome of the of the injury bug. Yeah, so, like, I need to, like... What's happening? I'm gonna, are you... I'm going to go in a bubble. You, are you going, like, full-on bubble boy? Yeah. I think I might. Like, we need to start, like, insulate wrapping everybody. Yeah, it's brutal. What's going on? I don't know. I think Abby Hansen will be back this week, I hope. That's I good. hope she gets back, and that will be really important for us. Um, even Yade Sadeko in warm-ups yesterday pulled something. Um <laughs> You know, so we literally, yeah, it's just brutal. This is brutal. It's brutal right now. Are you sick? I am. Stop coughing. Sorry. I'm trying not to. Oh. It's hard to make eye contact with you. Pickle juice. Pickle juice. Yeah. You yeah. Know, no, it's, hey, it's, sucks. This is but hey, hey, I'm just, hey. I'm just going to throw it out Tammy, there. Tammy, socks and sandals. Tobiah thinks that you work for a pickle company or something. He's like, what's the deal? You're so pushy. Vlasic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the stork. You just believe in it, huh? You do. You're just that I confident I, in. I don't think I'd be here today if it weren't for pickle juice. Okay. So, I, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> excuse me, you're tomorrow. Gonna, no, I mean, this is. So tomorrow, when when Coach Mertz is here, I'm going to ask her, like, hey, thoughts on pickle juice? Oh, same thing. Okay. She's I, all in on pickle I won't, juice. You, are you sure? Have you talked to her? Uh, I'm going to right after this okay, just to make, I'm gonna sure make sure she's on board with me. I'm going to so make sure. We will just, corroborate our stories. I'm just going to put so pickle juice on my outline for mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's updated. Absolutely. All right. Well, hopefully you guys are able to get a little bit healthier. That always helps. Yeah. Um, but you're also going to go on the road. Mm-hmm. Sometimes is that a good thing? Like I, if you if, if things aren't yeah. feeling right, you can get away and go on the road. I think it. Uh, I think it's a good thing for us right now. Um, I think we need to go. What? I mean, come on. <laughs> this guy. This guy. I I could just interview myself if you want. You take, could take a few minutes. We all know that. I got this. Okay. Go. Uh, no, I think. Uh, I th- I'm excited to go on the road with this group. I think uh, you know we need the time to just be able to sit down, have a little more time together, and watch watch film one on one, be able to just uh, connect together. Because right now it's feeling not great. You know we're again a lot of doubt, a lot of disappointment. Um, you know how do we deal with failure? We need to be able to come together. You know, um, and so when you're home, people just kind of you know. Uh, we're just not around as, as uh, each other as much, so I think that'll be good for us, and just to get on the road, and um, and then yeah, we've we've actually played really well on the road um, uh, last few years actually, and I think it's just because you you got the crowd on you, and you know again you just have to you have to bond, you have to come together, and you have to be a team in order to be successful. So um, you know not that we can't do that at home for sure, we can do that at home, but yeah, I'm, I think it changes you know anything for us right now where we can be together and we can continue to grow is what we need to be doing. So. Oh, I'll keep going. What else? Um, well, our fans were amazing. Over 3,000 a game. Love that. Keep it up. Uh, football, congratulations. Uh, I, I lost my stuff on the field just trying to get us going, and it didn't work because Cal scored. But then after that, it worked, so that was great. Uh, Women in Flight Day was wonderful, and uh, we have the best supporters. I can't tell you, um, in the last 24 hours, I think everybody I've ever met has just sent me like a random message just asking, am I Okay. So that's been interesting. You know, I think it's from a place of love. Some of it is a, is a place of they're wondering if I'm still alive. I am. I'm good. Uh, you know, we just got, we got to keep working. This is what happens when I ask myself. I just kind of that was well done. put it I, all see, in so, there. And you couldn't have got there. You didn't know. Well, so I was going to ask you oh. about being Superman on the sideline. I went up to him oh. afterwards uh, when he took off his shirt. And, like, instead of the big ass on his chest, it was the Women in Flight logo on his chest up on the video, video board. Well done, by the way. I went up to him, and I was like, hey, well done, Superman. He's like, hey, just anything that can get us pumped up. Yeah. So it worked. Pit crew. Come on. Pit but crew. look, I mean, hey, I, I thought you did pretty good there. I, I was really Thanks. hoping that you were going to ask yourself a question in like a Joey Mack impersonation voice. 
So, so would I have to cough and kind of get Probably, yeah. So save that for next time, okay? Uh, next time I'll do that. All right. Well, Washington yeah. State for this Oregon women's volleyball team. Coming up, uh, 6 o'clock. It's on the Pac-12 Network on Friday. Then on Sunday, 2 o'clock in Seattle. So Duck fans up in the Washington area, hey, head on out. Fill Let's up go. the uh, Alaska Airlines arena with a little bit of green and yellow. Pullman, Seattle. 2 o'clock on Sunday. Both games on Pac-12 Network, by the way, which is a good sign for the Ducks. So you can keep up with the Ducks. Hey. Seriously, thanks for taking the time. Sorry I'm sick. I won't give you the fist bump handshake or better. handshake fist bump, yeah. whatever. Safe travels uh, to the Evergreen State. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Matt Ulmer, head coach of Oregon Volleyball. Pickle juice. I'll bring you some tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. It's cold, by the way. Yeah, don't, don't drink do, it room don't temperature? Don't do room temperature pickle juice. So you've done that before? Don't do it. Okay. Good advice. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The game clock is winding down, and so is that plate of piping hot steak nachos. Your eyes are on the last play, but they're also on that last chip, piled high with succulent steak, lending its deep flavor to all the fixins. Just as you reach in, so does your buddy. Game on. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by the ranchers and farmers of Oregon and the Beef Checkoff. Every stage of life brings something new. Your first real job unlocks a world of financial possibilities and maybe a need for a great rewards credit card. A baby on the way could mean that a new home is more important than ever, but it'll take the right home loan to get there. When retirement suddenly shifts from someday to someday soon, don't panic. On Point Community Credit Union can help for the new, for the now, and for what's next. On Point is here for every age and every stage of life. Join in. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. A quick Cafe Yum two-minute drill for you. <laughs> it's two minutes. That's pretty quick. Uh, the latest scores from around Oregon Athletics to recap the weekend. Volleyball did lose to Stanford and Cal over the weekend, as you heard Coach Olmer talking about. And women's soccer yesterday fell 2 nothing to Utah. And the Ducks now sitting at 4-3-4. and A lot of draws. But, man, some tough luck for the Ducks. But how about the comeback they had against Colorado earlier in the week? But a tough loss for the Ducks on the road to Utah. Of course, Oregon football taking down Cal. Ducks now getting ready for a Friday matchup. That's right, Friday Night Lights at Autzen Stadium. 
And meanwhile, in the ITA All-American Championships, men's tennis is participating in that right now as well. Women's golf coming up, the San Fernando Collegiate, a lot going on for Oregon Athletics. That is your Cafe Yum 2-Minute Drill. Restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington serving Northwest-inspired catering and takeout for your next gathering or meeting. Menus at CafeYum.com. The short week for Oregon football, no off day. Today would normally be the off day. Instead, the Ducks practice today in helmets and shells. So only going to be one, my understanding anyway, is there's only going to be one practice in full pads this week for the Ducks. That's just kind of that toll that the no-off day takes. Then, though, it's nice. The Ducks will have one extra day to prepare for the road trip to Seattle. A 12:30 kickoff. It was just announced earlier today on ABC next Saturday when Oregon faces Washington. That's going to be a big game. Colorado's a big one, too. A little bit of a quick scouting report on the buffs when we come back. Finishing up Duck Insider after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IM. College. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. When severe weather causes telecom network outages, the FCC recommends that you call 911 only when necessary and limit non-emergency calls. Avoid repetitive redialing to minimize network congestion. Try texting if a call doesn't go through. Conserve cell phone power and turn off your phone when not in use. If evacuated, forward landline calls to your cell phone and use your outgoing message to update your status. For more info, go to FCC.gov emergency. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, said that I wanted to take a little bit of a peek ahead to this Colorado team. Remember, with it being a short week, it's actually a short week of Duck Insider, too, because we will have no show on Friday, which means that we're going to make picks coming up on Thursday. Well, it's going to be important that we can finally, hopefully, get on the winning side of things. But it is worth pointing out that the Ducks are anticipating LaVisca Chenault, who might be the best wide receiver in the conference. He plays for Colorado. The Ducks are anticipating that he will play. 
Now, that being said, he did not play last week. Had a core injury is what the report was. So if he's out, they've got some other guys for Steven Montez to be throwing the ball to. But I think that's the biggest question is what does that wide receiver core look like for Colorado? Steven Montez is a guy that I think Colorado is kind of going to live and die by Steven Montez, for better or worse. I keep seeing more and more people agreeing with me that it seems like Steven Montez just hasn't quite taken that big step forward in his career, and I I just agree with that. Now, maybe this is the kind of game that it'll happen in, but we'll find out. But the rest of that wide receiver position, a little bit more banged up as well. So we'll find out what that wide receiver spot looks like. Though Colorado, giving up a lot of points. See if the Ducks can take advantage of that. It's kind of strength on strength this week. Duck Insider, tip for today. We'll see you tomorrow on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I am a Senior Corps RSVP volunteer. I build homes and young minds. I build parks and playgrounds. And support our nation's veterans. I build gardens and help families with their finances. I build healthy futures. And organize disaster relief. I'm a builder and I lead by experience. How about you? Join Senior Corps RSVP. Lead by experience. At SeniorCorps.gov. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section and after Dad's back injury. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Trouble with opioids can start at home with unused medicines, such as pills, patches, and syrups. You can remove the risk and protect your family. Find out how at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Welcome to the Orphan Diaries. Here's the founder of Food for Orphans, Gary Van Dyke. Ken doesn't know how old he is. He guesses at around seven. His whole life has been centered on finding food. You see, he lives at the dump and he's never been anywhere else. You can find Ken walking in a decaying landfill of rotting garbage, plastic bags, and shards of broken glass. Too many Ken and children like him are invisible. But they're not, are they? For more information, visit www.foodfororphans.org. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.